The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. My name is Jihad. I'm your host in this show. Throughout this show, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them on 0779481822. Our guest today is Muniba Amjad, who is 16 years old, and she is the head girl at Chorney High School for Girls. Muniba will be sharing with us today more about her her own journey to being a, a to being a head girl. Sorry, I got that a bit confused there. <laughs> Muniba, welcome to the Arise to Success show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well today, alhamdulillah. Great, alhamdulillah. And Muniba, you actually are the first young person on my show. So thank you very much for accepting my invite to be here with us today. And firstly, Muniba, if you can tell us more about you and perhaps some of your hobbies and some of your interests. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's truly a pleasure to be here. As for my hobbies and my interests, I wouldn't say... I would say I'm a pretty boring person. I don't do a lot. Um, a lot of my free time is spent doing schoolwork and sorting out other things, especially with all the duties that come with being a head girl. Mm. I guess most of my time is spent around that. But if I was to have a hobby, I would say it is reading. Okay. I do read a lot. I don't do any of that gaming and all that sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as for more about myself, I was born in Italy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, that's new for me. <laughs> I was born in Italy and I moved here at the age of seven. In the beginning, well, obviously I didn't know English, so it was a struggle. But I guess with reading, obviously, um, I started to learn English and essentially I built my way up and this is where I am today. Well, that's amazing. And as I said, you know, this is something new for me. And when you said earlier about, you know, being a, a boring person, it's actually everybody's different, right? And that's why I like to bring people from, you know, different personalities and different backgrounds because our dear listeners, they can listen to somebody and think, oh, actually, that's, that's like me. Or someone else might think, actually, maybe not so much, maybe someone else. So the fact that you, you enjoy reading, that's a lot of people can relate to that. And for me personally, for example, I'm not a reading person. I'm more of an auditory person, but I've got a lot of friends who are into reading. And that's why I like to bring in my show different individuals from different backgrounds, different things that they've done, and you, mashallah, be, as being a, a, a young person. I want to also connect with the young people to listen in and for other young people as well who listen to us who have something to share a story to share please do let us know and you can text us on 0779481822 i would love i'd love to hear from you inshallah to have you on the show so jazakallah khair uh, muniba for sharing that and in terms of speak a little bit more about uh, being a head girl right uh, just before the show we talked about how busy it can get right so first if you could tell us more about your journey of being a head girl how it's going so far when did you start and does it get busier at certain times and so on okay i say it all started back in september of 2022 it was the 29th and i remember we had an event in school it was an awards evening and like every year i received an award in music (laughs) i was i was a very musical kid and um I remember my dad was there and the former head girl delivered a speech. On our way home, my dad had a conversation with me and he was like, why weren't you up there giving a speech? And I said, because I'm a head girl. And all he said was, you should be like her. Oh, wow. You should be a head girl. So I think that's where it all started from. And I guess mm. that gave me something to work up to. Because to be fair, when I walked in year seven, I never would have thought I would have done something like head girl. Mm. And in year nine, I probably would have considered doing one of the senior prefects role, but definitely not head, head girl. So that was definitely something different. Um, the process started in March of this year, I think, where you had to do an application. Mm. You submitted an application form. And my application form went from a three-page long application to a 14-page long application. Wow. And I think everything that I've done, all the opportunities I've been involved in, I think they all backed my op- uh, application up. Mm. So they're pretty strong. And if you don't have a strong application, then being shortlisted wasn't even part of it, right? Mm. So from the application, six people were shortlisted, and I was one of those six. Mm-hmm. 
they went forward and did a student speech. From those um, speeches, a student gave votes mm -hmm. and four people were shortlisted. Mm -hmm. Then the hardest part of the process, I would say, was doing the teacher speeches. Mm. If they, I think it's because you have all the elders and you know them and they're just all staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was probably the worst part of it. Mm. But and I remember giving my speech up, the girl before me burst into tears. Oh, wow. So she was taken outside to take a break and I had to go up right after her. So, of course, I was nervous as well. Mm. So when I went up, I remember I was stuttering. I was pausing every two seconds. Mm. And I could see this one science teacher just staring at my leg. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was shaking so hard. Um, but yeah, from that stage, three people were shortlisted. And on the 24th of April, that's when we had our head teacher interviews. Mm. And to be fair, I thought I messed up. Because I had a conversation with the head of year in the morning. And she said... We're expecting the interviews to be at least 20 minutes long. Mm. I walked in, it was two minutes long, and I walked right back out. Oh, wow, subhanAllah. Yeah, so I, sh so I, I, I thought I messed up. Mm. I was like, I've done something wrong. Mm. So I remember going home, I, I cried so much that night. I thought there was no way I was going to get it. Mm. And I had my dad, dad laughing at me the entire way. Because he was like, if you don't get head girl, you'll get deputy, to say the least. Right? Mm. That's still a big achievement. Yep. Um but yeah, and then the next day we were in assembly when um, everyone walked in and it was, on the, it was on the screen that we had the prefect announcements going on. And they started off with general prefects, mm -hmm. then we had um, senior prefects, and then we had deputies, and then we had um, head girl. Mm. When the first deputy was announced, of course she went up, she got her badge, she got her lanyard, she went to the side, she got her photograph taken and she stood with the rest. Then we had the second deputy announced, and I remember I just froze because that meant that only the other person was head girl. Mm. And obviously that was, that was my name. But as I was sat down, I was like, there's no way. It has mm. to be someone else, right? Mm. And as the second deputy went up, got her lanyard, got her badge, and got her photograph done, they announced my name as head girl. Wow. So, I, so I walked up and um, I got my lanyard, got my badge, got my photograph taken. And in my photograph, I think that's the most genuine sm smile I've ever had in any of the pictures. Amazing. So I went to the side, got my picture taken, and I instantly like started hugging people. Aww. And then um, towards the end of assembly, all the senior prefects were asked to stay back. Mm -hmm. And we were all taken outside to get a photograph done. And then everyone else had gone, and we, one of the teachers kept me behind. And she told me, she asked me, do you know why you got head girl? Mm. And I was like, no, I genuinely don't. And she was like, it's because your, answered, your, your answers were more inclusive. Mm. You're more about making sure everyone is involved in whatever you're doing. Mm. And that's what our head teacher really liked. That's why you've received mm. the role. And wow. I remember, yeah, and I remember she gave me the chance to call home and tell my parents. So I told my dad and the first thing he did was just laugh. <laughs> Again. Because <laughs> yeah, I was crying so much the night before. Yeah. And he was like, you were crying for no reason. I told you, it will all be fine. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would say I had a lot of support from all my friends and stuff. Mm. And a lot of them were making du'as and stuff just mm. so that I could get the role. And it definitely did pay off. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. And the support is always amazing to have as well. Yeah, of and course. du'as, right? As Muslims, Alhamdulillah, we're blessed to have that, um, the power of du'a. Of course. And, you know, the fact that you actually took the challenge, and that's something I actually wanted to point out, um, that you took on the challenge, although that you said you were stuttering, you were shaking, somebody was staring <laughs> at your legs because they were, you were shaking, but you still took on the challenge, you know, that didn't take you back, and you know, it would be quite intense, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, definitely, and the hardest part of the process was definitely the teacher speeches, because mm. you have all the elders, yeah. Yeah, but, you, mashallah, you still knew that this is going to happen, you knew the phase, the, the different stages of it, and you still took on the opportunity, and it all paid off at the end, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, you know, even whether it worked or not, it's sometimes it's the experience as well. Like people who go for job interviews, for instance, they may not get the job, but then they say, we've got some experience, we've got something out of it that makes us do better in the following interviews. So even the experience, and that's a message I want to send out there. To me, I'm speaking to myself as well before speaking to others, is that sometimes, and that's something I actually mentioned in the previous uh, last week's show, sometimes just taking on the opportunities, you never know what will happen. Whether you get the, you know, whatever you're applying for or not, you will still get the experience. So it always, you know, pays off in one way or another. So that's great, mashallah. The other thing that I wa actually wanted to ask you, um, why would, 
you said that you never considered being a head girl in the past but when your dad said it subhanallah when you said that you know when, when your dad mentioned it he gave you the idea it could be sometimes I want to just comment on that before uh, coming to you with a question um, sometimes it could be one thing one word one sentence that we say to somebody that can make them or break them that's the power of words that we need to choose our words wisely because sometimes we can make a huge difference in someone's life positively or negatively with either one word or one statement so being very very careful with what we say to people because it can either make them break them much in your situation it was just something that your dad mentioned and you took it on board so i was wondering why in the past you never considered it I think because I never saw myself doing something like that. Of course, mm. with the head girl, there's so many re- uh, responsibilities that come with it. Mm. And along alongside that, it's being the face of the school, mm. as well as having a whole team that you have to lead. Mm. So I never saw myself leading a team of 17. Mm. And um, so, so, yeah, I would say I would... I, I never considered myself a strong enough candidate to mm. actually get up t- and work up to that role. But mm. I guess I did. And this is what brought me here today. Yeah. So again, coming back to taking opportunities, right? Yeah, it definitely. Brought you where definitely. you are today, mashallah. You never thought that you can do it, mashallah. You're doing an amazing job already, <laughs> mashallah. So I'm just going to remind our dear listeners is that we have Muniba with us on the show today, who is head girl at Chorney High School for Girls, and she's sharing with us today her journey being head girl and, and, and how it's going so far. And that's going to be my next question. So when you first started, that was the journey going into head girl. And then when you became a head girl, how was it and how is it now? I know sometimes other periods, for example, when it gets really busy and so on. So in the beginning, I would say, of course, I did feel the change because mm. at one point you just have everyone staring at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being in the spotlight was some, something I never saw myself really being um, comfortable to. Mm. But I guess I've grown used to it now and you have to grow, you have to adapt to certain things, especially with, with the role that I have. Yeah. It's it's pretty common to be known by pretty much everyone in the school. Mm. So yeah, something, the spotlight was something I did, well, I did expect, but I didn't want to get comfortable to, mm. but I guess I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, when we were announced as, uh, when we received our roles, I remember the previous head girl was still um, in our school mm. so she was still going with her role as well mm-hmm. so I didn't feel the change as much because I didn't have that many responsibilities come down to me mm. but I think as we came back in September mm. um, the head girl duties got um, a lot more and I think I did feel the weight of, of my role mm. and uh, I know I, I remember we've we've started having a lot more meetings so I've never hosted meetings mm. but now that's something I do every other week just so that I make sure my team has the same messages that I'm receiving from teachers because mm. of course I have to work closely with the head teacher as well to make sure the same messages are being passed around yeah. Um, so yeah hosting meetings is something I never saw myself do but here we are now mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I'm doing um, and especially with organizing events so next month is an, on the 13th we have an event mm. right uh, it's a school event it's for the year 11s and um, I'm helping organize that so it's kind of like a talent show. Mm-hmm. So I remember having to put together all the auditions mm. to make sure everyone that's taking part uh, knows what they're doing, basically. That was probably the longest part of the process because I remember me and my deputies, we gave up two weeks mm. um, every lunchtime just to make sure that everyone that was participating had a chance to audition. And those people that were asked to re-audition, we had to sort out dates for them as well. Mm. Of course, I have to make like slides to go up on the morning PowerPoint if I have to give out messages to um, the year group. Mm. And I would say most of it comes with working together as a team. And especially if I want to make a decision, I have to consult with the rest of my team. Mm. And I think that's that comes with the aspect of making sure everyone's involved and everyone knows what's going on. Mm. So, yeah, I would say it has gotten a lot busier mm. and... Um, I do find I do find that I struggle sometimes to manage my time, mm-hmm. but I guess it's doable, and I have managed my time pretty well in the past few weeks. Considering I do ha- I did just have my mocks. Mm, yeah. <laughs> considering I, d- yeah. I did just have my mocks, so yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty decent, I guess. But it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna go well. It's gonna go well. Inshallah. Inshallah. I love the uh, Mashallah how positive you are <laughs> as well. You know, you, you you mentioned several times about um, you didn't think that you would do the role or you would have the skill and so on. I don't want to be the one sending the message out there to young people. For young people like yourself, what message would you send out to them, those who are listening to us, in terms of, you know, 
you know, even if you think that you're not doing a great job or you're not going to do well in a certain role and so on, what message do you want to send out, out to them based on your experience? I would say don't underestimate your abilities because mm. that's something I do a lot. And I never, I never expect the outcome. Mm. To be fair, if anything, I probably, I, I'm most likely to think it's not going to go well. Mm. So I would say, don't underestimate your abilities. And if you've put, if you've done something with a lot of hard work and effort, then um, I wouldn't say boast about it, mm. but have a, have at least some hopefulness that there will be a good outcome. Mm. And don't put yourself down because you think you've done bad. Mm. If if the outcome isn't what you expected then something might not might just not be for you uh, but if it is then yeah, yeah amazing and what about in terms of making mistakes as you said you know sometimes you can be a bit harsh on yourself and the way I look at it and I can be true sometimes but I can I keep reminding myself that mistakes are there for us to learn from, right Definitely. well what would you say about that um you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes yeah. and if you do make a mistake obviously learn from it yeah. And if you end up making that mistake again, learn from it again, because that's all we can do as humans. Yes. Um, and yeah, I guess don't be afraid to make mistakes. And mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely love it. And it comes also to, um, as you said, learning from our mistakes, you know, taking the courage, because you might end up getting something great like you did, mashallah, right? And that goes with <laughs> anything. For you as being head girl, others, it could be anything that they, uh, if I relate to myself, the this radio show, right? You know, I was really <laughs> hesitant to it before I started. But alhamdulillah, I'm really enjoying it. I look forward to it. So I find myself in it. So sometimes we think, oh no, am I not doing, am I not doing well? And something I do and a lot of people do as well is aiming for perfection right mm-hmm. we try to make things perfect that we may not act upon it at all right and we're not designed to be perfect right so it's okay attempt and keep learning from the process so thank you for sharing all of that and hope inshallah some young listeners young people are listening to us as well and benefiting from that <laughs> um we talked a little bit about the challenges we, if you can get a little bit more into the wins and the challenges of being a head girl uh you mentioned that you this time is getting really busy with mocks and everything. So if you can share with us since he started until now, what could be some wins? What could be some challenges you've experienced if you have experienced any? And how do you overcome it? Okay, starting off with the challenges. Um, mm. Actually, a few weeks ago, my computer science teacher asked me, since you, ever since you've had the role of head girl, have you learned anything new? Mm. My answer then was no. Mm. But now I think it, was, it has changed to a yes. Mm. And one thing is, no matter what you do, you can't please everyone. Because with my role, my aim is to is to make sure everything I do is in favor of everyone. I don't mm. want to go against people and then have them go against me. Because mm. obviously with the role, you have to work with people. But at the same time, you have to work with teachers. Yes. So um, one of the challenges I have faced, I would say, is where teachers mm. make a certain decision and the students don't agree to it. Mm. That's where I'm in the middle and I don't know which way to go. Mm. Uh, personally, I would say I would go with the majority. Mm-hmm. So where the majority of the happiness lies, mm-hmm. whether that is with the students or the teachers, that's how I would weigh my decision. Mm. Um, so that yeah, that's one of the challenges I faced. Mm. Another one, time management. Mm-hmm. I found that I do struggle sometimes to manage my time, especially with all the talent show stuff going around, um, any other things that come up in between. And just to make sure that I am on time with everything, I do keep a checklist. Mm. So every day I have a few things to tick off. Like today, this mm. show was one of the things on the checklist. Yep. So that's ticked off. Uh-huh. Alhamdulillah. Um, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and yeah, of course, having to please everyone, having yeah. to make sure you're doing everything fairly and you're not doing anything in a way where you're hurting someone else or you're hurting somebody's feelings. Mm. And if someone does agree to what you do, how can you talk them out of it? Mm. How can you show them what you're, what you're, what you're trying to do mm. and show them the good side of it rather than what they want and what mm. they want to see, mm. you know? Mm. So, yeah, that's one of the struggles. Yeah. And I love it, Michelle. I, 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 to be honest, I 
really admire you for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a skill that is quite difficult to do, having, as you said, you know, um, make sure everybody is happy on gaming with the majority and so on. That is difficult. Mashallah, yeah. from a, a 16, you know, just at the age of 16, mashallah, you're doing really well with that. So that Thank I find so amazing. So well done, mashallah. Anything else in terms of challenges or wins or we happy with us? you happy with us to go to the next question? So as for wins... The mm. biggest one is probably my my parents are proud. Inshallah, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the biggest ones. Um, another one I would say is all the opportunities that come with it. Mm. I never thought I'd be able to lead a whole team, mm. be the face of the school, and probably represent everyone, um, everyone in my year group. Yeah. So I think being able to do that means a lot to me. Mm. And not just to me, I know how much this role means to my parents as well, yep. of course. And um, yeah, I think one of the biggest wins is being able to represent people's voices and being able to represent my school. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> And I'm just going to remind our dear listeners, if anybody joined us um, lately, is that we have Muniba with us on the show today, who is head girl at Chorney High. Chorney High School for Girls. You know, I always call it Chorney Girls. You and I'm having to that. You I can say, say it, okay. Yeah. Because then I'm, I feel like I have to say the whole thing Chorney High School for Girls. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just say Chorney Girls. Okay, great, yeah. great. Makes it easy for me. Um, dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments, if you have any specific questions to um, uh, Muniba, please feel free to send those in ultra seven nine four eight one eight double two. So, Maniba, we kind of um, asked this question a little bit at the start, where, what are your hobbies, what are your interests? Perhaps this time, a little bit more asking about, what do you like to do in your free time? <laughs> if you have free time, yeah, that that's is. the question. Do I have free time? Yeah. Um, so, okay, reading is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I would say I watch a lot of food. Oh, nice, yeah? <laughs> like, just cooking and stuff. Yeah, do you cook or you just watch it? I just watch it, I just watch just it. Just like me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, I listen to music as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's something I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of my sp- I, a lot of my time is spent on just school stuff. Mm. So I'm I'm short of uh, free time. Mm. But if I do have free time, I'd probably just talk to someone or um, I'd call my friend mm-hmm. or read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't do much. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good, mashallah, that you still do the kind of things that you like, right? Because yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. important. That's part of self-care, taking care of yourself, is that you make sure that when you get... Hopefully, we do make time for free time, but I understand how it is when it gets really busy. So it's good that you still do the kind of things that you like uh, whenever you get some free time. Um, that question I actually prepared for after the break, but I'm going to ask it now <laughs> since we have time. Um when you, you you're nearly finishing high school, mashallah, right? Mm-hmm. So, have you thought about what you want to do after finishing high school? What are your plans? Okay, so obviously we've got GCSEs right now. Mm. Um, so main focus is that mm. after after high school, I'm thinking of going college. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I was to say what subjects I'm choosing, I'm hoping to go for maths, mm-hmm. further maths, computer science, and if it's a it, there's a possibility that I might do business mm-hmm. all A levels. Um, as for a career, mm. I have thought about it, and I would probably want to go into something like cybersecurity. Oh, amazing! Mm. So <laughs> I remember this is very different to what we had uh, mm. discussed before. So I think it's just me who just keeps changing. Yeah, um, and that happens. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I just can't seem to find myself to stick to something, uh-huh. and my interests change a lot. Uh-huh. So I would say the fact that now I'm planning on doing cybersecurity, I don't think that's really going to change because I do enjoy computer science a lot. Great. So and I think it would I would say it's one of my strongest subjects in school. Mm. So yeah, I think computer mm. science at college and then university. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at what type of degrees they are in, within computer. Uh, within computer science mm. but obviously I can do some research into that later on mm. and yeah I would say if I could pursue a career in cybersecurity, then I think it's a win-win great and why cybersecurity? what may firstly what made you feel that you have interest in that area and why what, what is it that interests you <laughs> so okay to be fair mm. my mom also uh, almost got scammed yesterday oh wow okay <laughs> so I remember she got a f- uh, she got a phone call saying oh um you you made a claim for WhatsApp uh-huh. and you didn't see our own notice, so we just sent you one and we need a verification code, uh-huh. which we just sent to you. Yeah. And I was sleeping next to my mum, so 
I could hear what she was saying, but I wasn't fully conscious, right? I wasn't fully awake. So I could hear my mum starting to say the code. Mm, and oh then God. I stopped her. Mm. <laughs> and then I stopped her. So, and then I explained to her that what, what mm. these kind of people do. Mm. They ask for a verification code. They mm. make your, your account theirs. Yes. And then you essentially you'll call them asking for your account. Yeah. And they'll ask for money. Mm. And um, that's, how, that's, how, that's how it works, basically. Mm. And I explained it to her. And I think the fact that a lot the elderly aren't really that aware of the different types of scams that happen mm. online. Mm. Um, if we could, moving further, moving on, we could, if we could have something that really highlights it to the mm. elderly. Because ov- obviously younger people, they're active yep. on social media almost yep. every day, every hour of the day. So they're more aware mm. they know they know what's coming they know what could come they, mm. they know what could happen and obviously we still do have people who do happen to find themselves being a victim of mm. these type of things online so yeah i would say if we could have something more that focuses on the elderly and making sure they have the knowledge of what kind of things could happen online then i think yeah that's probably something that i would like to do in the future and why i would want to do cybersecurity. That's great. I love that answer. So, JazakAllah <laughs> for that. And inshallah, they're sending a message out there to uh, individuals to help them, inshallah, not to fall for such yeah. tricks. But JazakAllah that's great. We nearly game for a short break. So, dear listeners, this is Inspire FM Luton on, on 105.1. Please do stay tuned and we'll be back in a few seconds to continue with Muniba. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to the Arise to Success show. We have Muniba Amjad with us today who is the head girl at Chorney Girls. Trinity Girls School, and she's 16 years old. <laughs> um, dear listeners, we had uh, Muniba with us before the break, um, so please um, do stay tuned until the end of the show. We have great stuff to talk about, inshallah. Um, if you have any questions or comments or anything that you'd like to ask Muniba, please feel free to send those at ultrapa seven nine four eight one eight double two. So Muniba, before the break, we're discussing your role as head girl. What does it include? How did you get into being a head girl and how you spend your free time, your interests, hobbies and so on and so on. The skills that you've gained from being a head girl and how you utilize your strengths in this in this uh, role, mashallah, to, um, to, you know, to benefit others um, uh, and the school, mashallah, with this great work that you're doing. And now we'll be moving into talking a little bit more about when I met you, I've done a discovery a discovery session with you in terms of the personality uh, traits that um, that I do, and I didn't get to speak much about it in my radio show so far. The radio show has been running, I think, for like six months now. So I found this a good opportunity to talk a little bit more about it, so that um, our dear listeners can benefit from it, inshallah. Um, so in terms of the discovery session, uh, uh, self discovery session that I had with yourself, it's about your personality traits and related to the Sahabas. So we're going to go a little bit more in depth about it. First, if you can tell us, what was your expectation before the session and how did you find the session? To be fair, um, I was pulled out of maths <laughs> and I had no idea where I was being taken. So, I love that. <laughs> so, and I remember the teacher that took me out, she didn't really explain what was going to happen. Uh-huh. All she said, it was a careers interview, right? Right. So I was expecting something like a lot of things got to do with my subjects and what I do um, uh-huh. in school and my grades and mm. all that stuff. So what did happen was something I didn't expect. Mm. And that was when we had the personality test. Mm. And I remember there were the questions were, some of them threw me off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know which yeah. ones to choose from, especially uh-huh. with the ones where you had, you know how all of them had two options. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if, yep. for quite a few of them, we had to go through scenarios. Yes. And come down to one conclusion. No. So yeah, I would say that's one part that threw me off, and it was pretty tricky. But I think we came down to a fair conclusion. Yeah. And as for how I felt after it, I mean, it felt different because I've mm. never done personality tests. I've mm. never really thought they were reliable. Right. Because obviously, I hear my friends. They're like, "Oh, I, I did a personality test. This yeah. is what I got." Yeah. I've never done something like that before, yeah. and I never really knew if they were re- reliable enough. Yeah. But obviously, after we did it together, yep. it does say something about you, mm-hmm. and it and it does put your character into four letters. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the four letters explain quite a lot, don't they? Yeah, they do. Right? Uh, sorry, you've got some more to say? Um, yeah, I guess uh, with the personality test, mm. I le- to be fair, I probably learned more about myself mm. than I knew before. Mm. And some of the things that were mentioned are probably some of the things I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit. Mm, I remember, um, I think we said I go more with thought mm. than feelings. Mm. Um, I would thought, I personally thought I would go more with feelings rather than thought. I think for you it was actually more feeling than thought. Was it? I think so. What did I say the letters were? Uh, ESFJ? There was, an, there was an I. I introvert, so yeah, I, yeah. ISFJ, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, so okay, fair. Yeah. It was feeling. It yeah. was feeling. feeling. So F is the feeling. T will be the thinking, right? Yeah, so yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't admit to myself that mm. it would be, a, I would think more with my feelings because I always mm. thought of myself as a logical person, mm. someone who thinks logically and someone who thinks um, in a way where you have more, so there's more benefits mm. than uh, more risks, mm. right? Mm. So I never thought myself, uh, thought of myself as someone who thinks for, uh, from their feelings. Mm. But I guess I learned something about myself from that. Mm. Interesting. And you know, sometimes it's a good point that you've made there because when people answer the questions, sometimes they answer the questions of who they want to be rather than who they really are. So I had an individual, for example, she wanted to be more of a feeding person. But when we did the one-to-one session, when she went online and she answered, um, there were some free tests out there. Some of them, you know, they, they, they produce accurate results. But some, I always say the results are all based on how we answer the questions, yeah. right? And that's why we have to be really careful in answering the questions. So when she done it online and I sat there next to her and then I went through the results with her and I made sure I go through scenarios and different things to make sure that the results are accurate. And she said I answer the questions by what I want to be rather than who I really am, mm-hmm. right? And she's a very logical person, but she wants to be more of a, you know, feeling person, you know, being considerate of people's emotions and so on. Not saying that logicals don't, but logicals, they make decisions like, if I refer it back to what you said earlier, in terms of your role, pleasing others, right? That That is always feeling person, right? <laughs> Whereas a thinking individual will, will do what is fair, whether it pleases others or not, right? So that's the differences between, or one of the differences between them. So, um, when I, when it comes to answering the questions, whether the our dear listeners to benefit from that, inshallah, whether they're doing the online testing, whether they're doing it with somebody, always answer by who you really are rather than who you want to be. Or for adults, for example, sometimes because we gain experiences in life, a lot of experiences in life, we answer based on our experiences. And I always say, take yourself back to how you were as a teenager. Because when you're a teenager, you act of who you really are right you don't have at that stage you didn't have much experience so then you answer by your talents your your own personality so i always say take yourself back to how you behaved as a teenager and this is your personality so the fact that we did it while you're a teenager is perfect timing <laughs> alhamdulillah because then you're answering by you know your own experience although as you said logic comes into the place sometimes and you think that you one thing more than the other and that's where having that one-to-one session with somebody really helps because we look at scenarios we look at the questions and it it's, it's interesting that you gave feedback about it as well because it's good to listen to people's feedback and that's why some of the, sometimes the questions can be a bit tricky and that's why we follow it up with uh, with scenarios and so on. So, our dear listeners, if you are doing the online testing, make sure that you are, when you answer the questions, answer it quickly, answering why, what is natural to you, what's more comfortable for you and what comes as, you know, the, the first thing that you would do rather than having to think and over and over again. But ideal is always best to do it with somebody to make sure that the results are accurate. Right, coming back to you, Muniba. Sorry, I talked a lot <laughs> there. But coming back to you. So the section, because we've done different sections. We've done the strengths, we've done the weaknesses, we've done the Sahaba, and we've done the career planning. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through it one by one. In terms of the strength, how did you feel when you found out about your strengths? The fact that I, um, I work with my feelings, mm. I think it really explains why I'm doing fairly well with my role mm-hmm. especially yep. with making sure I'm doing everything fairly and everyone's happy with with the choices often when, when I do decide to make a decision or with the year team I know I send out google forms mm-hmm. so that I can get feedback from most of the year group right. and um, I think that's one of the ways that helps me make sure I'm doing everything fairly mm-hmm. of course I have a lot of people that email me as well mm-hmm. they email me what they would want to see and what they would like so I try to work my way around that and see what I can do to make sure that what I'm doing is in most people's favor. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's not easy to please everyone. Yes. It, it is where the majority lies. Mm. So yeah, that's one. Mm. And 
the introverted one. I think, I think I found the balance between being professional mm-hmm. and being yourself. Yeah. So my professional side, I would say, is really extroverted because mm. it does involve talking to a lot of people, yeah. especially when you have visitors in the school mm. and you're asked to tour them around the school. Mm. Yeah, that I would say that's what requires me to become an extrovert. As for, you should see me in public. I do not talk to anyone. <laughs> I, I I think I'd rather stay by myself mm. uh, than actually communicate mm-hmm. on outside. So, yeah, I would say I'm pretty introverted. Um, when I'm not in school mm. um, but at home I'm a mess so <laughs> my my parents could probably tell you mm. but yeah I would say I found that balance yeah. and Great. I think um, I had a conversation once uh, with someone and they said that's a really good thing mm. because especially when you go on to do a career you'll know how to um, be in a working environment and yep. then you can obviously have your own comfort space and your own zone mm. when you're not working mm. so yeah I think that's I would I would call that my strength yeah. and sure. um, yeah amazing mashallah and where you said about you know yourself as an introvert right so you know that in your <laughs> own comfortable space you make sure that you have your me time your alone time because of the introverts they regain energy by being by self, by themselves, by reflecting and so on. Whereas extroverts, they gain energy by being around people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a conversation I was having with a few people actually lately because um, I've had an ankle injury, so I haven't been socializing as much as I used oh, to. And it really impacted my energy. I felt, I started to feel like it's a level where I feel suffocated and I can't even breathe. So this is when I realized like, okay, you know, I've been at home for too long. I really need to go out. I need to see people. So when I see people, literally when people are walking, I feel like I can breathe again. I feel <laughs> I'm energized again. So subhanAllah, which is the total opposite to introverts. And I was speaking to somebody about it today. She's guessing me, whatever you're saying is the complete opposite of me. Because when I'm around people, I feel like I can't breathe. I need to be by myself <laughs> to be able to regain energy. So that's the differences there, right? And once you know what your personality is, you can accommodate for your own needs. And the extroverted part see, that you gained is a skill that you mm-hmm. gained that you needed in your work, in your career, as you said, in your current role. So it's, a, it's, it's skills that you've gained to help you to act in a certain way in certain environments. But of course, it means that when you have your own time, you know that you need to accommodate for your introverted personality. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. In terms of this is the best part that I like about personalities <laughs> is I also give examples of which Sahaba or Sahabiya, yeah. the male or female uh, Sahabas uh, or Prophet's companions that have the personality of the individual. So for you, I told you which Sahabiya has your personality, which is one of the Prophet's wives. How did you feel when you found out that you have that personality of such a great Sahabiya? So to be fair, when I first found out, it was definitely something new because mm. I've never had something like that done before. Yeah, And it was different. Mm. Um, and I w- would say that I used those traits mm. to my own advantage. Mm. And I remember after the session, we had a conversation about how you, c- how you could use those um, strengths to your advantage mm. and how you could be potentially a better Muslim. Yeah. And obviously, one of the takeaways from that is... Um, to make sure your faith is strong, mm. you have to do certain things. And of course, one of them includes praying five times a day and following five pillars. Uh, but there's so much more to that. Mm. And I feel like it comes down to the individual uh, themselves as well. Mm. Uh, one thing I would say that has changed and I have used to my advantage is I've started wearing the niqab, mm. obviously. Mm. Um, that's also something I didn't see as something I would do mm. this soon mm. I might have done it I might have thought to do it later on in life of mm. course uh, but I think the fact that I'm doing it now puts makes me feel a lot comfortable in my own skin mm. and I feel a lot better about myself as well Shalom, yeah. that's amazing. if you can tell our dear listeners which of the prophet's wife's personality you hold Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha amazing inshallah <laughs> so I, I i love doing that part because I, rem- I remember when i when i start mentioning it to the individuals about which of the sahabas they, they hold like or the personalities that aligns with their personality they're like oh my god really oh my god and they feel honored <laughs> and some of them they actually tell me i always had a personal like um i liked you know of course we like all the sahabas, sahabas yeah, but they feel more connected to certain ones and that's subhanallah because they yeah. hold the same personalities and that's one way as you said it helped you to strengthen your faith 
right? To work on certain areas, as you said, you were thinking about, but maybe not at this time. So it really helps with the faith. It helps with uh, strengthening our religion, our 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 iman, inshallah. So jazakallah khair for sharing all of that. In terms of the career planning part, right? And I know that you said you changed it a little, and that's completely fine. But in terms of when we did the career planning aspect of it, did you find that it helped you? Did it give Did it give you a better idea of what kind of roles? Because we go through various roles, mm-hmm. not just a few. Um, kind of, did it give you a sense of what you can be looking into, um, the different options that suit your personality? So when we looked at the options, I think I realized the majority majority of them did involve uh, leadership. Mm. A lot of them were management as well, being a manager, managing people, being a leader, leading people mm. and all that sorts of stuff. So I would say in terms of a career, I would be interested in doing something where you are leading a group of people. Mm. Essentially, with my idea of doing cybersecurity, if it does work out, inshallah, I think um, if we... If I can make myself work up to a role where you are leading people, and I'm sure there's many within the um, cybersecurity field, so I guess yeah, that that's also given me something to work up to. And essentially, any career path I do choose, my aim would be to work to the highest mm. and um, see how far mm. it uh, the role takes me. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you won't suddenly end up there you have to work up to it and essentially the first thing I do will be a stepping stone mm. and yeah um, as for cyber security I think of course I mentioned what completely changed my idea mm. um, but this involves something I enjoy as well mm. so I know my my parents all like oh be a doctor or um, you know the typical Asian parent thing yep. so I, I respect the fact that they respect my decision as well. Mm. I don't think I've had this conversation with them about me choosing to do cybersecurity. Mm. Um, but I guess it, it, it is going to be something they will support because they're all mm. about, you know, technology and stuff. It's, it's improving and we need people in that field. Mm. And yeah, I know my sister's doing something similar as well. She's, mm. she's working in IT. Okay. So um, yeah, I think mm. it's given me an insight of the different opportunities that will suit my personality type mm. so hopefully there's not uh, any job that clashes mm. kind of clashes with my personality and essentially if it does clash I won't enjoy it mm. so yeah mm. it has given me an insight to that great alhamdulillah and I'm just going to remind our dear listeners that we have Muniba on the show today who is head girl at Chorney Girl School so if you have any questions or anything any comments that you would like to make please feel free to send those on 0779 Um So I'm coming back to the last question about careers and so on you're, and, and you said that you want to work um, in, in managing people right? and that is the strength about your personality mashallah. It's the, your leadership skill is management right? so managing and that's something that we spoke a little bit about you know, in, in the break I was like mashallah, you're doing amazing having to manage people I really struggle with that <laughs> so you know this is a strength that you hold in whatever role that you take where there is managing people you will be great at it mm-hmm. one of the key strength about your personality is your strong memory because you're a very detailed person. I've noticed since the beginning when I was asking questions, your answers are very detailed, mashallah. So those individuals, if they are very detailed, they tend to have very good memories. When it comes to managing people, you will remember, even if you have managing you know, a large number of people, you will remember the names, you will remember the roles, you will follow up things. So that's a great strength that you hold as part of your personality, mashallah, and you're utilizing in the right places. So well done. In terms of cyber security, security as well, you mentioned that, you know, like, you know, the typical, um, um, you know, roles that we kind of look at is doctor, this, this and that. And that's just really personal because it's including helping others as well, dealing with people, mm. helping others as a feeling individual. And just to point out that nowadays we have a variety of different roles that include helping people. And you chose cyber security because you wanted to help the elders. And at the same time, you're really good at, you know, the management and so on and so on. So it fits, it fits in really well. And that's the message I want to send out there is that we're not limited to just being a doctor or being certain roles that were well known in the past. We have a lot of variety of roles nowadays that can, you know, um, be quite similar to helping others, doctor, helping others, yeah. right? And therefore, I just wanted to point this out. So it's great, mashallah, you're looking at the different variety out there. And mashallah, your family is open about it. So I thought I'd just seen it would be good to kind of send that message out there is that we have a variety of different things that can help the Muslim ummah. 
and you chose that to help the Muslim Ummah as well. So that's great. Jazakallah khair for that. We have two minutes before we get into the, uh, what they called the <laughs> quick fire questions. And I'm just going to point out to our dear listeners is that we're going to have quick fire questions with Muniba. That was actually Muniba's idea. So the credit goes to her, inshallah, to make it a bit fun. But before we get into that, is there any other messages that you want to send out there, whether it is to young people, to adults in terms of um, achieving their um, their their goals or working towards their dreams and not giving up on them so of course coming from an all-girls school mm. um i would say so my parents aren't really that about uh, females going into a male-dominated field mm. um, and a lot of the times we have this ideology that women should do should be able to do what men do mm. I don't think that's the case. Women should be able to do what they want to do mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be limited to what men can do. Yeah. So I would just say um, to everyone out there, just go with what you want to do and don't let anything limit you. And if there are obstacles in the way, take them for take them as challenges and just fight your way through. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, this, this was really nice that you've shared that because sometimes as women we compare ourselves yeah, to men. Definitely. I've and seen that so much. Yes. And I feel like society has shaped us in that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, not to take that pressure. That's the message yeah, you're sending yeah, yeah. out there, right? Don't take that pressure. Don't compare yourself with others. Women have great skills. Islam has given women very, very high levels. Mashallah, they are, you know, um, half of the society. There's a hadith about it. I can't remember the exact whether which is the mother or the woman is half the society. So, uh, you know, Islam has given us a very, very high rank. So then we shouldn't compare ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. So thank you for raising that point. It's really important. Jazakallah khair. Thank you. So now moving into the fire questions, the quick fire <laughs> questions, right? Okay, are we ready? Yeah. yeah All right. So who's your biggest motivation? Dad. Oh, right. And mum. And mum. And mum. Dad and mum. Yeah. Do you say why or do we just move into the next question? Uh, I, do you want me to say why? <laughs> that would be great. I think my dad's worldview is very beautiful and I think his experiences have shaped him into being such an amazing father and I couldn't have asked for more and yeah I think making him and my mum proud is one of my main goals like in my life that's the main thing I want to do so yeah I would say mum and dad biggest motivation amazing love it I'm sure your mum and dad listening out there and so proud (laughs) of you mashallah aspirations for the future aspirations for the future Cyber security, uh-huh. that's, well, that's one of them. I think going to a college of my choice, going to a university of my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not everything goes the way you want, but having a plan of what you want to do and things working in a way where it meets those goals. Mm. Yeah, I think that would be an aspiration. Love it, inshallah. In a role models? Dad. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm sure your dad is listening there, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, think that's so. amazing. Michelle. I'm sure he's, you know, very, very proud of you. Amazing. That's that's your role model. Great. And I would say Hafsa. Uh, right? yeah, we talked course, about that. Of course, right? of course. Just, just yeah. to make sure we include that. <laughs> uh, what did you want to do as a job when you were younger? I did, oh, did, probably detective. Okay. And doctor. But there's no way I'm doing a doctor because I hate hospitals. <laughs> I absolutely hate hospitals. I would know. I would never want to do that. But I know there's so many other careers within medicine and within like doctoring and stuff. Yeah. But no, it's just not something that interests me. Yeah. It's interesting. You want to be a detective, and now you're thinking about doing cyber security, <laughs> right? So that's that's quite interesting. Um, something you struggle with. Saying no to people. Mm. That's something I struggled a lot with. I think it's gotten better now, though. Because obviously with my role, I have to be able to manage my time wisely and have to make decisions on time and fairly, whether or not that meets everyone's needs or whatever they want to see. Mm. Um, So yeah, managing my time, saying no to people. And yeah, I'd say there's a lot more back on them. That's okay. And I'm going to just talk a little little bit more about that because I think that's quite important. How did it help you to overcome? Because a lot of adults, not just young, struggle with that as well. What would you say, what would you say has helped you? Really? to work on saying no to others when needed definitely my role mm-hmm. especially with all the decisions i have to make because um at the end of the day i am res- uh, representing a year a whole year group and i'm having to give feedback to teachers and stuff and um 
certain deadlines need to be made because I remember putting together the talent show list mm. a lot of people wanted to be added on after the deadline mm. and that's a place where I had to say no mm. because that that wouldn't be fair on other people and it wasn't fair on me as well because I set myself a deadline and I set the rest of the year group a deadline as well mm. so I, I'm guessing everyone had had I mean everyone had to work that way mm. so yeah I guess that's one of the places where I had to say no and meeting deadlines probably where I had to say no to most people. Mm. So certain experiences will help you to say no. And saying no is not in a horrible way. As you said, it's because of fairness. And also, I've mentioned that in previous show, when we say no to something, it means we're saying yes to something else that has more more importance, right? And that includes your own time, for example, other people's time, and so on and so on. Right, the next one. What's your biggest ick? Uh, People spitting. Ah! (laughs) You know when you're just walking and there's, there's people spitting? Yeah, no, please. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you take feedback well? I would say I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this one time um, I had one of my own team members say, uh, I, I don't think what you're trying to do will work out as mm. well as you think it is. And I tried to look, I tried to weigh the advantages and disadvantages of doing that certain thing. Mm. And I found that she was right. Mm. There was another alternative that was much better off. And yeah, I would say I take feedback fairly well. That's great. And you know, it's for your pers- for a feeling personality that can be very difficult, right? Because for a feeling personality, sometimes we take that as a criticism. Ah, fair. Right. <laughs> so just a message out there to individuals is that it's it's actually sometimes. I mean, it depends on the feedback, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if the feedback is to put us down, we can just completely not take it on board, right? But if the feedback is there to Im- help us improve, then take it on board and see what, how you can improve yourself. So, mashallah, although for your personality as a feeling individual, that was hard, you took it really well yeah. there. So, well done, mashallah. Night owl or early bird? A bit of both. A bit of both? Yeah, I stay yeah. up nights, but then I'll wake up early as well. I think my body has its own alarm yeah. and sleeping system. Interesting. Yeah. What came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> Good question. Uh, the egg. The egg. All right. Any final messages? Um, I would say to everyone listening right now, just do what you love, keep doing what you do, and make your parents proud. And of of course, uh, do what you love. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Maniba. It has been really amazing having you today. Jazakallah khair for being with us. This is a message to send out there as well. Please, young people, if you would like to be in the show, please do reach out to us on 0779-481822. And I'm going to quickly introduce our guest next week. We have Rais Sayyid, who's the founder of Amazing. And Amazing is a combination between Ummah and Amazing, which is a platform for Muslim service providers. So please do join us next week, inshallah. It would be really interesting um, conversation to have and to get to know more about his service. Jazakallah khair. Thank you, Buniba. Thank you, everybody. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.